What's up, guys? It's Miki, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. We are in the second week of August. I feel like this month is going to fly by. The days are starting to speed by, and it's not just because I'm getting old. <laughs> it's not just because I'm getting old. Have you guys heard the news that the earth was spinning faster, which means our days are actually going by faster? WTF? Like, <laughs> what's happening in a minute mother earth because we don't take care of her is about to kick us off this planet she's about to be like y'all don't appreciate me y'all don't love me goodbye all right survive on another planet survive on the moon i wouldn't mind living on the moon that would be kind of cool well, i don't know about live but it would definitely be cool to be like on my xenon stuff and if you don't know what xenon is please go back and watch uh, hello any of the top tier movies from disney channel well not all of them but the xenon movies are definitely definitely up there i love to like race on the moon and race in space and stuff and just go walk outside and be floating you know no big deal but anyways i'm so excited that we're in august kiddos are back in school let me get a hallelujah hallelujah all right and although traffic is ridiculous because kids are back in school hey you hear that silence love it anyways <laughs> the first thing that i want to talk about is this i was going around my city some point last week and I've always seen the stark difference in the neighborhoods, but it's so crazy how you can take a freeway exit to make a difference or you can do a couple of blocks over to see a stark difference in neighborhoods around my city. And I'm sure it's not just my city. It's cities all over America. It's all right. So let me kind of paint the picture for you. All right. So driving through the minority neighborhoods where I where I'm from versus the more wealthy ones. And you see this completely drastic, like can't miss it kind of difference. And one of the first things that stuck out to me was that gas was cheaper in the wealthier neighborhoods. Like what? Now, don't get me wrong. I feel like we all deserve cheap gas. I don't care. Rich, poor, middle class, whatever. We all deserve cheap gas okay because do you want us to have the money to spend back in the economy do you want us to have the money to travel do you want us to have the money to be able to go to work all right then we all need cheap gas but the irony of lowering the gas prices in the wealthier neighborhoods that can afford it more than the average other neighborhoods the gas was still i want to say between 20 and 30 cent difference and listen if 20 and 30 cents doesn't affect you, bravo. But for us regular people like me, it makes a hell of a difference. If I can get one cent cheaper at this point, I will go somewhere else and get one cent cheaper. But it's the simple fact of that they had a 20 and 30 cent difference. And you put the cheaper gas in the wealthier community. What? At least if you're going to lower it, lower it everywhere. All right. Um, Plus the having grocery stores really far apart, if they even have one at all. Like there are some neighborhoods that don't have Walmarts. There are some neighborhoods that don't have Targets. There are some neighborhoods that don't have Sam's, Costco's. Uh, I mean, and why would they have a Sam's or Costco? Like a store like that where you can buy in bulk if you can't even give them a basic Walmart. And it's not even like a super Walmart, a super Target. Like it's the regular, regular ones. They don't have that. Um, I've been in neighborhoods where they don't even have 
a neighborhood Walmart. All right. And neighborhood is like literally get groceries. They didn't even give them that. All right. I think that's really frustrating. I think it's really eye-opening. And it's not to say that I didn't see it before, but when you get older, you start managing your own finances, you think about having kids, you think about where you want to live as a person. You Hell, these days, just trying to take care of yourself, literally just trying to take care of yourself to think um, of the neighborhood that you live in. And you'd be like, well, I can go down the street and there's a gas station. I can go down the street and there's a Walmart and, or I can go down the street and I have the luxury of deciding between Publix, Target and Walmart, not just a Walmart. And a lot of these neighborhoods that I was seeing the start difference in didn't even have a, a regular, regular store. They probably had a family dollar, a dollar general, and they close early. So what the hell do you do if you need to make a late night run, drive across town? Okay, well, that's great. What if you don't have transportation? Or what if you only have enough to buy the items you need out of the store, but the money that you would buy the items out of the store with will be ate up in gas because you have to drive across town? Don't think that people don't have to make these real deal hard decisions every day because they do and they shouldn't have to, but they really, really do. And all I have to say is, it's unacceptable. It's not cool. And I just, I really wish that it was a mandatory necessity to at least have a story every so many miles. Like I wish that was like a law. And I know that a lot of people are like, okay, ma'am, you're pushing it, but at least a store, because that's something we take for granted to be able to just, I hate going in the store. I hate grocery shopping, but I can go. I do miss Walmart being 24-7, you know, like open really, really late. Ever since COVID, they started shutting down a little early, but I don't blame them. Go home. They have all those registers anyways and nobody be working them. So I really don't know why they have so many employees. That's just my opinion, you know. But I don't know. It 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 stuck with me. It stuck with me, the really stark difference. And I'm going to encourage all my BK members, no matter where you live, no matter the state, no matter what country, count your blessings that you have a grocery store closed. If you do, and if you don't, Miki feels your pain. And I truly understand how much of an inconvenience that is. And I would highly encourage all my BK members to look around your look around your city. Drive an exit down. Get off an exit you usually don't get off of and see the drastic difference between neighborhoods between communities and maybe it's just a block or two over which is even world which is even wilder you're stepping into two different worlds all right and all it reminded me is that there is still so much work left to do so much work left to do it's a very tilling experience and harsh reality but yeah count your blessings bk family count your blessings all right, guys, on a more positive note, something, you know, nice, fun to talk about is something that I've been grateful for in my life and to be able to see with my own eyes is positive experiences with family. I've seen parents act like parents and be nice and supportive and check in. I've seen sisters chit chat over meals as if they do this all the time. I've seen people call to just hear another's voice or check in a little more in the dark times as well. 
I've seen the way they love my brother. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. Appreciating the small moments and allowing the good to happen. It reminds me of meeting people where they are and fully watching humans being themselves at its finest. Even the worst people in our eyes can exhibit good behavior, not calling them the worst. I definitely have met people a million times worse than my family. So much sometimes it makes you grateful for what you have, estrangement and all. And I don't mean this with just my family. I mean with all humans, seeing the good, the bad, ugly, and terrifying, and still loving them anyways, or not condemning them, or making them feel in an abhorrent amount of shame and pain. We're all either the heroes or villains in somebody's story. I just act accordingly and own my part. (laughs) It's nothing better than having people in your life that will fully accept you for you, watch you go through all phases and shifts that life will bring and still accept you for who you are. We need to create more safe spaces for people. We really do. We really need to create more safe spaces for people. Find the right people, examine their true intentions for you, and not only appreciate having a safe space, if you do, but return the favor. I cannot stress this enough, return the favor. We as humans, we have a tendency, we can easily see what we need or feel what we don't need. Sometimes, depending on the situation, right? Be like, I need this, I need this. You're not giving me this, this, this. And we're so quick to tell, you know, the other humans in our life, you're not doing this for me. But there are a lot of situations, and of course I know this doesn't apply to everybody, but there are a lot of situations where We're quick to say, I need this, I want this, I desire this, but are you willing to reciprocate it back to another human being? Are you willing to, you know, pour out some of that love that was poured out to you, whether it was a good time or a bad time? Are you willing to be the non-judgmental space that you needed, depending on what you were going through in life? Are you willing to just sit and be somebody's presence? Like, you know, be in their presence, be their peace in the presence and not overexert yourself or overextend yourself and give you an opinion where they didn't ask for one. Something that I saw on IG last week, which is something that I have known for a long time because I don't like a bunch of people's opinions are most of the time people just want to vent. They don't necessarily want feedback. And a practice that I try to do is I usually will just sit and be quiet first. I'll let you talk. I'll let you vent about whatever you want to vent about, right? If you ask me for specific feedback, I may or may not give it to you depending on what it is. I'm not going to help you make a decision for you. And that sounds really harsh. But when I say help make a decision, I mean in the sense where people are going to be like, well, I only did this because you told me. And I listen to you so that, you know, like when you give advice to somebody, you're going to be like, this is what I would do. But at the end of the day, it's on you to do (laughs) whatever you choose to do. Because again, people have to do what's best for their life. So I said, I try to sit there and I just listen because sometimes people just need somebody to listen to them. People just need to be heard. People just need to be seen. Hello, BK. We know that. (laughs) Right. So that's something that hopefully we're implementing and we're practicing and I don't think there's a right way to, you know, have conversations with people. I think you got to know the person that you're talking to. I think you got to read the room and 
read the situation, but I did see something that was basically like a lot of times people will implement implement their opinion or state their opinion when nobody ever wanted it in the first place. Even the person that was talking and venting, they didn't necessarily want your opinion on it or to tell them how to fix it. They just wanted to be able to say out loud what the problem was, you know? So I say before you give advice or before um, you just start rattling off things, maybe ask, do you want my opinion? Do you want my help? Do you, would you like my suggestion? And even when you give your suggestion, remind them that this is their life. At the end of the day, the decision has to be on them. And you can always say, this is what I would do or I think I would do. But I am not you and you are not me. Right? And so I just really think we need to create more safe spaces for people. And shout out to the people that have safe spaces and not only have them, but reciprocate that energy back. All right? That is a true gem and blessing of life to have because a lot of people don't have that. And I think if you have it, nine out of 10, more often than not, we take it for granted in a sense. And it may not be on purpose that we're taking it for granted. It's just a certain level of appreciation we don't have for it because it's the norm for us. Imagine waking up every day and it's not a norm. Imagine waking up every day and not having a safe place to vent to, not having a safe place to talk to. Even if you have one person, you're 10 million times more blessed than the person that has no one to do it. All right. So let's be safe spaces for people. And again, everybody doesn't deserve your a certain level of intimacy. There are levels to everything. So don't just be out here creating safe spaces for just any and everybody and think they're going to return the favor. No, let's use our wisdom. Okay. Let's apply the knowledge that we get. Let's use our wisdom. Let's read the room. Let's use the power of discernment. All right. Find your people and, you know, reciprocate that energy. That's the best thing. That's the best way I could put it. All right. Another thing that I've also enjoyed saying um, is just people enjoy and walk into the next phase of their life. So we all know I'm in my 20s and it's weird and wild and not wild in the ways you're probably thinking. (laughs) Wild as in you can be married or single, a parent or childless, have a full-blown career or still be in school all while trying to discover yourself. Sheesh. People glamorize these 20s, but 20s are chaotic and all over the place. And somebody who had like a a calm 20s, please reach out to me. Let me talk to you. And I would just love to see what life on the other side is like. (laughs) But in the episode, Feeling Behind in Your 20s, it's pretty obvious what was discussed from the title alone. But I also discussed how comparison can add to the negative feelings about feeling behind and other things as well. Do I still have moments of feeling behind? Absolutely. But something that I thoroughly enjoy seeing is people that I know or knew at a point in my life happy, happy in whichever way that is for them. I love to see them successful and thriving, even if we're not close. Sometimes I'm amazed at how some do it all while also remembering you never know what someone's life looks like behind the scenes where you don't know what they have to do to maintain it. That's something my mom constantly, you know, has to remind me, especially when I was struggling very hard with comparing my life to others my age and not just of my inner circle, but literally of like, you know, I'm watching these TV shows or I'm watching athletes play and I'm like, they just signed millions of dollars 
like a million dollar contract and they're all 20 what? And then I look at my life and I'm like, holy shit, like I'm not making this much money at this age or I'm not doing this or they just, they, they did what? They helped come up with what? They started what business? How old are they? They're 21? <laughs> like wild. So definitely something my mom had to consistently remind me of. And I feel like still does to this day is you never know what somebody is doing to maintain that. And it's not as easy as it looks. And it might not be as great as they make it look. And it may not even be worth it to you in the end when you find out what really they have to do to maintain it or the price they pay to either live that life or live out that thing, right? Because we all pay a price for everything. And so, like I said, sometimes I'm just amazed at, you know, how they do it all. Like, I'm proud of them. And it's, you know, it's so weird, but not in a bad way, that people you had moments with and created some memories are strangers in closeness, but still so relatable because we're the same age or around it. I just want to say I'm happy to see you all win. Happy. Like really genuinely happy. Even if the feeling isn't mutual, because Lord knows what it took for you to collect that dub. So shout out to everybody in the world who's winning, especially in your 20s. If you're getting it together or you are, it's not if, you are walking into a new stage of life. Like you've left You've left your childhood, you're a young adult, you're trying to figure it out. There are so many expectations and things that people have placed um, upon us, whether from ourselves or from other people, but it is new, it is different. And some of it's good, some of it's bad. Give yourself grace. And um, I just want to say that I'm proud, whether I know you or not, whether I'm close to you or not, I, I, I really am proud. And so final point that I want to discuss is the realization that I'm in a part of my life that I couldn't wait to get to. I couldn't wait to grow up and be an adult. (laughs) What a joke. (laughs) I couldn't wait to grow up and be an adult, but not just a married adult or an adult with kids. I look forward to being an adult. By myself, independent, self-sufficient, and most importantly, free, capital F, capital R, capital E, capital E, free. I assume that I would have my life together in my 20s, so I set myself up for that disappointment, I guess, right? (laughs) But I just have to say, it looks like nothing When I say nothing, I mean nothing I ever imagined, but I'm trying my hardest now to accept it for what it is. I know a lot of shit can't change and it's already written, so no point in being extra upset about it, right? (laughs) But I wouldn't be human if I didn't have these moments. All days aren't good and sometimes I have consistent back-to-back days of, wow, I really hate this shit, (laughs) but it is what it is. Plenty of moments of being mad at God or just like, really? Out of all the ways my life could have went, this is what you see best for me, for my life, for others in my life? I'm consistently having that conversation with God. But practicing gratitude, realizing control is an illusion, and fully surrendering surrendering my life to God's will. 
definitely made a difference. Definitely. I had to grieve what I thought my life would be at this point and accept it for what it is. And I trust it's been making the process a lot better and easier to just process itself, you know? Plus, I haven't seen the end of my story. I feel like I'm at the, I feel like I'm at the end when, ooh, (laughs) ooh, ooh, ooh. I could still be only in chapter two. And when I say the end, of course, I'm young, but I mean the end in a sense where, okay, you're a kid. Okay, you're a teenager. Okay, you're, you're an adult. The only other thing left is death, you know, like looking at it from that perspective. But when we think about we really never really know when we're going to die. And to think about we don't know how much stuff is coming out of life. I could really only be in chapter two. And I'm 20 some years into my life, but I could, did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear my stomach? Okay, I'm going to feed you. I'm not even a breakfast person, but I'm going to feed you. Hold on, let's finish recording this BK episode. (laughs) But like I was saying, I could really be in the very, very beginning of my story. And I feel like I'm towards the middle or the end. And it's all about perspective shifts and perspective changes definitely so who knows how many chapters my story will have I'm sure some will be longer than others but whatever happens it was meant to be and I'd rather practice radical acceptance and work to increase my faith and relationship with God than to keep myself stuck in the wilderness or a place before the promised land all because I'm still mourning what I thought would be The best example I have is the way God told Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? Let me say that again. God told this to Samuel. How long will you mourn for Saul? Woo, that's powerful with all, like that statement is super powerful all within itself. And I can just imagine God telling him like in his voice and everything, chills, chills. God was already over it. Let me give you a little background info. So God was ready to anoint the next king with oil. You know, uh, Saul was king at one point, but David was up next. Saul was wilding. He told Samuel, stop grieving over Saul because I've already chosen my next king and it will come to pass because what God say does come to pass. And I think that's a gem within itself. Don't ever think you can't lose what God blesses you with. He loves us all. We're still blessed beyond measure, even when we don't deserve it. We're not entitled to any of the blessings that he gives. But we can fumble the back, act our way out of it, talk our way out of the purpose God has for us and his anointing on us to do it. God's purpose will be fulfilled in this earth, whether we accept our purpose or we're obedient throughout the process. It will happen. God has no problem changing the vessels that he uses to make sure it comes to fruition. All right, guys, that's all the time that we have this week on BK. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to little old me. Thank you for the continuous support, growth, and love. I love you guys so much, BK family. Can't wait to see what we talk about next time. All right, guys. Bye. Yeah, but we
to sign to with the levies, kinda deadly. Solid killer, hard to daddy. Most killers had no daddy. Sadly, that's just what it be in my community. We got no unity. Dark skin wanna ruin me. I'm speaking fluently. So just listen. Blank times, blank times, blank times.